coming to you from the Woodland Baptist Ministry Center, home of the Woodland Baptist Church, on the 9th of April, 2023. What's it to me? Today is Resurrection Sunday. Jesus Christ didn't come so that we would have a couple more holidays. Didn't come so that we would have uh, Christmas and then uh, Easter or Resurrection Sunday. That isn't why Jesus Christ came. That those are maybe man-made byproducts of, of the reality of Christ's life here on earth. But certainly not. I invite you to turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 2. And in Acts chapter 2, we're going to find out one of the reasons the answer to the question, what does it mean to me? In Acts chapter 2, maybe you're familiar with the story. Uh, Jesus Christ had, had uh, arisen. He had been with his disciples. He had been seen by many. In fact, the passage that Tom uh, led us in reading uh, in, Acts, in 1 Corinthians 15 mentions that he was seen by over 500 brethren at one time. So with well attested to by, by uh, people observing and seeing him. But then in Acts, the first chapter, we know that Jesus Christ ascended back into heaven. And by the time we get to Acts 2, we're to uh, the day of Pentecost, which was also a religious holiday. Um, and as they were gathered together on Pentecost, um, the people, the disciples were gathered together and, and the Holy Spirit came down and Peter preached. And I just want to draw a little bit out of this passage out of his message. So if there's a little bit of plagiarism, I'll say borrowing from Peter or something like that. But in, in Acts chapter 2, I turn your attention, if you would, to verse 32. Peter has already talked about Jesus Christ and how he had uh, come and done miracles and those, those kinds of things. And, uh, and then he talks about the resurrection. And in verse 30, we'll go back up a moment here. It says, being therefore a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on the throne, 
He foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of Christ. And this is talking about Jesus. And he was not abandoned to Hades, not did his flesh, uh, nor did his flesh see corruption. And then verse 22, this Jesus, God raised up, and on that we are all witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this, that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into heaven, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. He said, Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus, whom you crucified. The first point I want to make about the resurrection is that Peter, in this message, again underscores a truth that sometimes we don't associate with the resurrection, but certainly is associated with the resurrection, and that is through the process of Jesus Christ coming to earth, living among men, serving, and then going to the cross, dying on the cross, being buried, and rising again, and then being exalted back to the Father. He says that what is underscored is that Jesus, as he says here, is both Lord and Christ. He said, well, what does that mean to me? That means there is someone, this resurrected Jesus, that we answer to. I mean, the bottom line here is there is somebody who is the boss. Now, I don't want to belabor the point, but it is important to know that we are just not here on earth going about our lives, making our choices, and whatever choice that we make, however we want to live our life, we're not going to answer for it. Because there is a Lord that we will answer to. This passage then points to this truth, but it's spelled out in many other places in, in Scripture. Um, I allude to one in in uh, in First Corinthians, but over in Philippians, as as Paul is laying this out for the church. Now, this is a Gentile church in a Gentile area, and what do they know about Christ? Well, I mean, obviously, as we who live some other place, doesn't mean anything to us, except. Paul says this. He says, Have this mind in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, though he was the form of God, did not count equality with God. This is Philippians 2, and now in verse 6. Did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself and might 
taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in in human path and human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him a name that is above every name, at the name of Jesus, here's the point, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Peter, I mean, Paul, as he's writing to the church at Philippi, a bunch of Gentiles living a long way from Palestine, he says, the account of Jesus points to the fact that we are going to answer to him. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. There used to be an ad on TV too long ago for Bram oil filters. And some guy looking like a mechanic would come on and he was pushing Bram oil filters. You need to change your oil. You need to use a Bram oil filter. But his line was this. You can pay me now, or you can pay me later. The idea being, if you didn't use a Bram oil filter, your car would have serious problems, and your engine would end up coming back, and then you're going to have serious damage to you, and you're going to have to pay me either a greater amount. I believe what Jesus Christ uh, is what's indicated by Jesus Christ is it's true on an eternal level too. You can either recognize him as Lord now and, and walk before him, or we will stand before him in judgment one day. And we will still acknowledge him as, as Lord. But at that point, the price is going to be much higher. So what is this difference? What's the significance? Why should I care about a resurrected Jesus? Is because Christ is both uh, Lord and Savior. Both Lord and Now this lays out throughout the scriptures. I mean, it's not just in the passage that I picked out. If we understand that we answer to Jesus Christ, then it's going to determine relationships. For instance, uh, a husband and wife are not just in it together, husband and wife, but there's a third party in, in that marriage relationship. It is the Lord Jesus Christ, and we answer to him about how we treat one another. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, honor and, and support and be submissive to your husbands. Both of these things are good, but do it in relationship to the Lord. In that culture, two-thirds of the Roman world were slaves. And people have often picked on scripture and say, why didn't scripture say, get rid of slaves? Didn't. What he did say was, 
how do you treat one another? And when you get to Philemon and Onesimus, you get a slave master and a slave, and basically Paul, in writing to them, says, you are brothers in Christ. How should you treat your brother because of Jesus Christ? In other words, if you're a master, treat him as you would anybody else you loved and cared for. And what about you servants? How are you to treat your master? You serve them like you're serving me. Regardless of how they treat you, you are serving me. And that holds across the board, then. That relationship with the risen Lord is the fact that he is intricately involved in every aspect of our lives. And so, what happens if we forget that? Well, my whole life, well, let's bring it this way. Because we're going to answer to how we live. We're going to answer. You know? And we might right now just sort of push it off and say, no. Uh, that's just preacher talk.
So one of the significant aspects about this is that it is a very spicy sandwich. Well, it also keeps Peter unbelievable when you're talking about believers. But it keeps the unbeliever if there is a Lord, if there is a Savior, if there is a Christ. brings us to the next point. Because Jesus Christ has been raised, if we answer for our sins to God, and we don't have, we haven't put our trust in Jesus Christ's provision, then we are going to have to answer for our sins Raised the sin of death, we will be eternally separated from God. But if we acknowledge our sin and we go, I'm in a terrible position. If I'm going to answer to the Lord one of these days, I want to make sure that things are right between the two of us. We come to Romans chapter 4. I invite you to turn there. Romans chapter 4. At the end of that fourth chapter, because following from verse 24, it says, And it will be counted to us who believe in him who raised, who was raised from the dead, Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised.
that none of us had to do those things that they used to talk about, you know, when you talk in class and then the teacher has to come up and grab a piece of chalk and start writing, I will not talk in class out of turn. I will not talk in class out of turn. And we then have to do that and it's up there for everybody to see. God the Father looks at us, he looks at the message on the board that was written there by Jesus and sees us in the light of his son who is totally like and is exactly So what does it mean that Jesus Christ would be raised? Quite a bit. Because we find out that we are in a relationship with the living God and, and Lord over all. And we're in a terrible fix unless we believe, but if we believe, the second aspect is that we are justified and declared right in God's eyes. And then when he looks at us, he doesn't see our sin. Do we continue in sin? Disciples say, well, let's go. Let's go and see Lazarus. And Jesus goes, no, he's resting. And the disciples misunderstand. They go, oh, that's always good when somebody finally rests, the fever is broken, and maybe he's doing better. This is home day. Verses 
He doesn't do it right this moment. But at this time. Who is Don? Don, we're going to use you in a little Royal Jesus and I said, I, I got to go down and take my car to be worked on. Hey, Don, uh, can you come and pick me up at 2 o'clock? Because I just want to drop the car off and I need to ride back home. Can you do it? And he goes, Absolutely, Pastor Tim, I'll be there too. Just How important is it that we keep these things? Got over airplane back home. I'm looking forward to that. Has Don arrived yet? No, why? This is who brought that. Said who brought? I turned in my car, stepped out of the building. There's Don. Hop in the car, get a ride home. Now, hopefully, going to engage a a person. What if Don was a place? Don was not a place. But what if Don was a place? And I, I said, hey, Don, can you pick me up? Too? Absolutely no problem, Pastor. So I take the car over, step outside. There's Don. How important is it that Don? What I've done is I have made a decision about the future predicated on the promise that he made. And it's only as good as his uh, ability to keep it. Now, something may come up. Maybe Don may get a flat tire or something may happen to his car, and he may not be able to get there, and we'll work that all out. But when we're talking about eternal destiny, we want to make sure that we have a sure thing, right? Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he is dead, he shall live. Whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. My question is, do you believe that? He promised. He promised. How many are planning on going to heaven? You're planning to go to heaven, you're living in hope. You're living in hope that when God says, you put your faith in me, I'm going to take you home to be with me. And it's only as good as his word. In this case, his word is himself. So what does it matter to me? That Jesus Christ was raised some 2,000 years find out for sure who is right. Jesus Christ declared he is able. I also find out if I place my hope in him, I mean my trust in him, he will declare me right. It's only that I can get right. And here we see what Jesus said. If you want to 
Father, on this day when we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, all these things come to bear. When we talk about Jesus Christ, we're not just talking about a historical figure from 2,000 plus years ago. We're talking about today's ramifications of that person. That we can know who is Lord over all. Can be justified by faith in his position. And we can have hope. What a great message on this day when we celebrate the resurrection.